0: hey guys dis mark here and i want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at chip and company let our good friend sarah at destination to travel help you plan your next disney vacation sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family she's an authorized disney vacation planner and she can help with every step of your magical vacation the best thing is that her services are 100 free want to travel beyond disney sarah has you covered there too Wanna find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip Co or email her directly at Sarah at D2Travel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at Solberg at D2Travel.com. clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de
1: las puertas. Welcome, foolish mortals. Greetings, program. Amigos, amigos down there. It is me up here.
0: Alrighty, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train
1: and remain seated at all times.
0: Nice work, pal.
1: Well, we have one of those new talking machines. Now that is something. We know what our goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled. Hello
0: everybody and welcome to Disney Podcast. Thank you for being a part of our Disney Lives here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. I am Mark Valentine and I am the host of Disney Podcast. Feel free to join us every week when we discuss the very best of Disney parks, dining, and beyond. Don't forget, smash the subscribe button and join us five days a week here for incredible audio content from the Chip and Company podcast network. And as a reminder, head over to chipandco.com for the latest headlines from across Disney parks from around the world. Don't forget, give our show a rating on Apple, Spotify, or Podchaser, and we appreciate it when you do. On today's podcast, we're celebrating the best Disney dads, break down all the headlines, and we play College and Knowledge. But before we do that, we got to welcome him back, ladies and gentlemen. He's here, the one and only co-host of Dislike Podcast, Greg the Disney fanatic. Greg, a big ahoy-hoy to you. Don't leave me ever, ever, ever again.
1: Ahoy, hoy everyone! Uh, ahoy, hoy Mark Valentine, and ahoy, hoy Dislike Podcast. Thank you so much for having me back, Mark. You, my friend, did such an amazing job last week. I give you full props and credit. Holding the show down, you j- you killed it, man. Yeah, well, like, congratulations to you, man. You're being, you know, super
0: dad and super husband this week, Holly. You're not allowed to get sick ever again. Uh, Greg, we missed you. Uh, I missed your special brand of chaos, man. It just was not the same talking to myself.
1: Not It has already happened. The chaos has already erupted so far today just trying to record, my friend. But what I do want to say is a big thank you to all the DisLife family out there. Thank you so much for your thoughts and prayers and kindness during the past week. It meant a lot to me and the family. And uh, on that note, Mark. Let's get going. Let's get into first takes, man.
0: Let's do this. And now it's time for DizLife first takes. First takes. These are the headlines that are going to get you talking this week. First takes. We here at this Life podcast are giving you the first word on Disney news and parts headlines. First takes. So here's what's firing off this week over at Chip and Company. First takes. I'm back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have missed that cre- creepy whisper, man. I missed it. I you missed it. You did an amazing job doing the creepy whisper. I did, but, but it's problem is super it's creepy. really creepy. When super. you're doing it, you're like, I, I'm a little creepy. Yeah. out by myself.
0: I was. I was creeping myself out. But it's all it's all good. All right. Here are the first takes for the week, which means this is the stuff we want to talk about. Maybe you do too. Uh, and if you want to see all these headlines again, go over to chipandco.com and uh, you can click on them for yourself. We appreciate when you do. First. all right man so the disney ceo bob Iger and the recently ousted cfo christine mccarthy have reportedly clashed over disney spending it's so funny man because i reached out to you and i said i think there's more to this story but earlier this week we shared the news that disney cfo christine mccarthy would be stepping down due to family medical leave however according to the wall street journal Pretty reputable. Uh, It's being reported the real reason for Christine McCarthy's departure from Walt Disney Company is due to a clash between herself and Bob Iger over Disney's spending. The official announcement regarding McCarthy's medical leave did not disclose specific details. Subsequent reports indicated that her husband's illness did play a role, although it was not the sole reason for her departure. Differences of opinion between McCarthy and some colleagues particularly related to the extent of Disney's recent restructuring were also cited as contributing factors. The wall street journal characterized the situation as a clash between McCarthy, a former banking executive with the long tenured Disney, uh, a long tenure at Disney at top management. McCarthy's unexpected departure presents a new challenge though. Uh, Greg for Iger who was contracted only until the end of 2024 In addition to the ongoing struggle of identifying his own successor, now Iger has to also select a crucial collaborator to fill the CFO role. Uh, While Kevin Lansbury, a seasoned vet of 30 years experience, has now been fulfilling that CFO responsibility for the Parks division, the company's immediate financial focus lies in TV, film, and streaming operations. As such, finding the right candidate for this key position becomes even more urgent or Disney's Financial Stewardship. Dude, I called you on the day this happened, and I said to you, man, there's some tea that wasn't spilled. Something's going on here. Greg, sometimes it feels good to have those spidey senses tingling, and I know what the hell I'm talking about.
1: You do. So let's get into a few things on this one, Mark. I was excited to talk about this one today. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, so... Christine McCarthy, let's let's just go back a little bit. She is infamous for the, um, let's, uh, w- let's, let's reduce portion sizes and quote, probably good for some people's waistlines quote that she had back in the day. Uh, she was supposed to be next in line to take over for, as the CEO of actually the Walt Disney company that is no longer happening. We do know that she was, um, Uh, the, the person in, in the main reason Bob Chapek was ousted and his quick departure. Also, uh, let's add some more facts on top of this one, Mark. We also know that her husband, unfortunately has been in hospital care since last year. So nothing new has changed in the past year. And then all of a sudden she is out clashing over differences with Bob Iger. So this is two different CEOs, uh, one returned one. So that would make it three CEOs she's been involved in. And it seems like maybe the CEO is the issue. I do not know, man. Listen, I
0: honestly, God, I don't have an opinion. You know why? Because I'm not in that office. So I I don't want to really talk about or speculate on the inner workings. But here's what I can tell you. There's just a lot. There's a lot of tumults right now at not just the top, but like Disney just laid off a ton of people. I think it was like 7000 employees, right? So there's a lot of changes and restructuring that's going on in Disney. And I said this to you, man, like usually where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think that there's a lot more that Disney's not letting on about, but usually when there's this many heads that are, I don't, I don't know if heads are rolling is really the right way to describe the scenario. But when there's this much turnover, it's usually indicative of a bigger problem. So either these are discussions that are happening at a board level between the CEO and the board, but there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now. And the CFO's departure is usually going to herald in other changes.
1: So, so along those lines, and I don't mean to interrupt you, no, but she, along with Bob J. Peck, were just named in a lawsuit by the shareholders uh, that just hit on May 18th, I believe. So what was that today? Yesterday uh whatever day it happened, but they just uh the her she was named along with Bob Chapek Peck in a shareholder lawsuit, and that's going to that's gonna play some role down the line on this, yeah, and again, I think you're right, I don't know exactly what the reasons are,
0: yeah, all right, man, moving on uh it looks like Disney's Jollywood nights event will include phantasmic for those jollywood nights <laughs> for the people that are visiting during the day. Uh, So Disney recently announced an all-new holiday party, FYI, coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios this year. It's called Disney's Jollywood Nights, and it's a brand-new nighttime party that's going to run on select nights in November from November 11th to December 20th. And recently, we learned the party will not, not impact the ability for day guests to experience Fantasmic. So guests of the party can opt to watch phantasmic and enjoy the rest of the evening afterward at Hollywood studios. But guests that are looking to attend Hollywood studios during the day, but not attend the party, they still get their phantasmic fix. And what I would imagine is this is, this is after hours party. So it's probably going to work like it does for, you know, Mickey's not so scary. And the, the holiday event, the Christmas event, where they're just going to probably give you a wristband. And if you don't have a band on, you can't ride anything after. So if you're going to watch Fantasmic and you walk around, eventually they're going to wind up exiting you out. They're probably also going to screen at the entrance of Fantasmic and make sure that you have your band to get back in. So
1: self-explanatory, Greg. Really self-explanatory, Mark. I mean, listen, but let's get to the meat of this. Are you excited for Jollywood Nights? No.
0: I'm actually, I, I probably won't go. So I probably will not <laughs>
1: wow. go. Wow. Nope. I am so, of all the things coming this holiday season, this is the one that I want to go to.
0: It's different. So it's an after hours at Hollywood. So I, I would imagine it would be fun. Um. I mean, everything that I need to do at Hollywood Studios, man, I'll be honest, I can do during the day. So if there's going to be like really rare characters that we never, ever, ever, like ever, ever, ever see, would I do it? Sure. Disney has to continue to push the envelope with all of these events or otherwise it's just another event.
1: I don't know, man. It seems to me like what they're trying to do is uh a mini version of what Disneyland does with these Pride nights with Star Wars nights. Maybe we're gonna start seeing that more at Hollywood Studios because that's the perfect park to do these after hours at. Um Jollywood Nights, I mean, it speaks to me. I can't wait to see the sing-alongs. It seems to me like it's going to be more of an adult thing, more of a date night. Yeah. Um It is, uh, obviously, it's Disney, so kids are going to be invited and go. But it seems like this may be a little bit more themed towards adults. And, you know, sometimes, Mark, you just need to have an adult night at Disney's Hollywood Studios.
0: Those Dollywood nights tell me more. Tell me more. I'm in. All right, let's do it. (laughs) Did you just grease me? I did. You You just greased me. Uh, I feel so dirty. Yeah, you are thoroughly greased. You're greasy now for the rest of the episode. (laughs) I'm greased up. Let's go. (laughs) All right. Finally, last but not least, it looks like Tron's virtual queue details have been revealed for Halloween and Christmas parties over in the Magic Kingdom. So recently we announced a virtual queue would be utilized for Tron light cycle run at magic kingdom's Mickey's not so scary and Mickey's very merry Christmas party. But now they have given more information on how these virtual queues for the parties will work. So guests attending not so scary will need to utilize a virtual queue to ride Tron light cycle run. The virtual queue will open two Halloween party ticket holders at the beginning of the event. And it allows them to join a boarding group through the official My Disney Experience app or at selected kiosks throughout the park. And by joining the virtual queue, guests can enjoy the festive Halloween entertainment and attractions until it's time for them to ride Tron Light Cycle Run. Guests will not only be able to enter the virtual queue once, but the queue will open at 6 p.m. No standby queue will be available so guests must ensure that their party tickets are linked to My Disney Experience in order to get this one-time only virtual queue. My assumption is if you have park tickets for that day, that you can actually get two dose of virtual queues in a day. How cool is that, man? An extra bonus Tron ride.
1: Womp womp. Uh-oh. This is the worst, stupidest news we've come up with.
0: Wait, whoa, I, I whoa. whoa. We've, what, we've.
1: Listen, whoa, whoa. Not we've come up with, but what Disney has released. Let me, let me clarify that. Okay, but this is. stupid stupid this is silly this makes no sense um not to go all hot take here but have you seen the disaster of the the of the uh epcot after hours right now with guardians where guardians is taking people 60 minutes to get through what you basically are paying a hundred and some odd dollars to ride guardians one time. Look, if I'm paying this much money for an after hours party, and if I feel like spending my whole ride doing nothing, but Tron, let me just ride Tron. You don't need to virtual queue when you're already charging people more money to be at the party. Do they really think guardian, I'm sorry, uh, Tron is going to be overrun by people on a holiday night on Mickey's very merry Christmas party. And in reverse rise of the resistance over at Holly, studios during jollywood nights is doing the same thing this is dumb let people just ride if they want i'm sorry i had to revisit oh my gosh see this is what happens when you get me all greasy (laughs) um yes thank you (laughs) tell me more mark tell, tell me, me more,
0: more. <laughs> all right we are gonna take a quick commercial break and that's what i'm no, gonna wait, tell you
1: isn't that song like a little creepy what's the creepy song in that hole in in greece like oh, isn't isn't greece a little creepy
0: the whole thing why okay. do little
1: girls love greece
0: i i no comment all right we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with mark's main attraction do you love Chipping company podcast? Be sure to head over to Chip'Co.com for even more Disney Parks news, entertainment, and review podcasts. Chip Company has been delivering the best in Disney news, planning tips, and more since 2009. And now you can get that news in an audio-only format now five days a week. Every Monday, join Mark and Greg for Life Podcast and start your week off the right way by living your best Disney life. Tuesday is our news and review podcast discussing the latest breaking news from the Walt Disney Corporation. Every Wednesday, we're discussing the best of Disney parks with Chip and Greg. Join Bondo, Miriam, Tinkerjay, and Mark Andrada every single Thursday for We Like Theme Parks, now at its new home here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. And every Friday, join Mark and Greg on And Company as we break down the top headlines of the week. Get that extra dose of Disney in your weekly commute, your time on the treadmill, or even just relaxing around the house. So stop what you're doing and smash that subscribe button to be a part of the fastest growing podcast network here in the Disney community. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast and thank you for being a part of our podcast family. Alright, Sunday was Father's Day. So in our main attraction, we're talking Let about the wonder take hold. There he is. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. I feel listen. it draw you in. You would you would think that it yeah, but you Watch know what? Watch the moment. I missed it. Unfold. All right, we're talking all about our favorite Disney dads today in our main attraction. So shout out, first and foremost, shout out to the dads, to the real dads out there helping their families live their best Disney lives. We see you over there with the cargo shorts and the Lion King t-shirt from Animal Kingdom Day. Are you even a Disney dad if you don't own a Pizza Planet t-shirt? So to all the Jedi Masters, help tutoring their young Padawans and schooling them in the way of the Force. We salute you today, Greg. What is your personal favorite thing about being a Disney
1: dad? Before let, let listen before we get into any of the fake ones, we're Disney dad. We're Disney dads. What's your favorite we thing? Are, we are absolutely Disney dads. Mark, this is going to be the weird one of the day. I love meeting characters. I love taking people through Photo Pass. You know this. Everybody knows this about me. But my favorite thing about being a Disney dad is the Disney dad point at the character when you're taking a picture. Like, you just have to get your fingers (laughs) on me. You're like, "Hey, I'm meeting Joy, and there's Joy, and you're just doing the finger point thing. That's such a Disney dad thing right there.
0: Who's got two fingers and loves meeting characters? This guy. (laughs) Listen, I talked about mine last week. So if you were there for my solo adventure last week, you heard me tell my favorite thing about being a Disney dad, which was the rides, is the roller coasters, And working through all your issues and stuff, it's like
1: processing it all out, man. It all washes out on Disney rides. And it's, you know, sometimes you kill me. You come in with this this eloquent story of how beautiful it was to ride with your daughter. And I'm like, I like to point at characters. (laughs) Dude, listen, it's all good. What are you doing to me, man? It's all good, man. It's all good. But that that was it. Like that was my favorite thing. And One day I will host the show and have my own emotional journey while talking like Rush Limbaugh.
0: Well, it's like the uh, it's like the commercial, right? The Disney commercial with Dad riding Dumbo. Tell me you haven't cried with the the girl Dad on that. Oh it's I mean it hasn't oh. run in a in a while now, but like where she's all grown up and the dad is like talking about the memories, and you see her as like a little kid and the dad, bro. Nope, I'm a puddle. That's my Olaf yeah. moment.
1: <laughs> I'm Speaking of Disney commercials, now we're way off topic. Have you seen the one where the the little baby duckling uh, is yes. flying out and <laughs> like he's just going through these horrible storms yep. and and gets blown off course and ends up landing in Disneyland Paris and like looks up and there's Donald Duck. Yep, I've seen I, it. I love it. Emotional, emotional wreck. Greg is Greg. Uh, we've learned
0: something about Greg today. <laughs> He's the guy that never wants the dog to die in the movies and also has an affinity for ducks. French ones at that. (laughs) All right, man. Well, you did grease me up for this, so let's go. I, I did. I did. All right, so here we go. Here's what we did. Here's the day. Here's the main attraction. There's a lot of Disney dads out there, fictional Disney dads. So we have our top five. This is our top five. If you don't agree with our top five, this is where we love it when you talk at us and you yell at us on Instagram So if you don't like our list, we love it that you don't love our list. Yell at the, yell at the radio.
1: Excuse me, sir, sir, sir. Yeah. I don't agree with the whole list.
0: Well, you're going to have a chance here. You have a, you have a voice here, but everyone has a voice. So yell back at us on Instagram at dislife podcast on Instagram, send us a DM, let us know how we did on our list. And if you don't like it, tell us who we omitted and who we forgot.
1: All right, man, please don't actually yell at us. We are emotionally fragile.
0: All caps, typing in All caps. (laughs) All right, so number five on our list of top Disney dads. Greg might interject a few extras, which is fine. He's welcome to do that. But here's, essentially, here's our collective top five. Number five on the list is Fajo. And if you're like, who the hell is Fajo? So Fajo is Mulan's dad. And here's why Fajo is number five, all right? We're talking about qualities of fake dads that we really admire and like. So nothing, in my opinion, nothing captures a father's love, Greg, like wanting to go to war and save your family, even if you are, you know, critically injured in a previous war. But Fajo, like, was prepared, basically, man. This guy was prepared to strap on his armor one more time because, like, it was a suicide mission. There was no way he was coming back from war with his previous injury, and he was willing to do so to save his family's honor. Now, of course mulan didn't let daddy do that and she wound up taking his armor cutting her hair and like pretending to be a man Mul- mulan was having none of it man but it set up the premise for an animated masterpiece so let's get down to business to defeat the huns we love mulan and we can't get enough of it and it's because it's got one of the best dads in
1: it and that's fajo greg your thoughts uh, your thoughts on fajo just guess- doesn't he have, like, a VFW to go to or something after being a war hero? Uh, I'm sure I'm sure they do. I'm sure I mean, there's, it's like, like a, go, yeah. Going back into war after you've already served your time? Uh, look, it has to be out of love. It has to be out of love for your daughter. So um, I think both of us would agree with it.
0: Listen, man, there is nothing that is more real about when you're a dad. And I'm being honest. There's not a lot of things that you would say, like, I would lay down my life for X, you know? Like, mm. you're not going to do that for... There are very few instances where I can say with confidence that I would gladly give up my life and it would be for Linda or for, for Bella. And that's it. So this is a, this is a dad quality. Like here, you are a dad when you want your life means less than the, the, the two people that you love in the world or, or all your kids. Like there's not a single parent in this world that wouldn't say I would take away all the pain All of the hurt, I would take it on personally to just not have my family go through it. And that's what Fajo is. So if we haven't explained why this guy's on the list, that's it. Because that's a dad thing. That is a pure dad thing. But Greg, he's not the last. We have more. But wait, there's more. Who's number four on our list of amazing dads?
1: Uh, obviously, Mark, you can't do a list without having James, the father of Princess Tiana, the Princess and the Frog. Hopefully, dads are laying laying a sound foundation for their sons and or daughters. And James honestly does this perfectly in Princess and the Frog. Uh, Tiana has a lot to look up to and her strength, determination, work ethic. They all come directly from James. Word. Sure, he doesn't make it long into the film, Spoiler alert? Are we still doing spoiler alerts? We are. Yeah, we always are. But hey, his impact looms large on the greater narrative of this movie. He definitely makes Tiana feel unique and special. And he's hardworking, which, I mean, look at, we're a hardworking society. And Mark, nothing makes us work harder than knowing that we have family and kids to take care of. I love it. Dude, James is real. Like, he keeps it real. And I love it. I love it how he connects
0: with young Tiana. And again, spoiler alert, he doesn't last long into the film. There's another thing about Disney dads, Greg. They die a lot. A lot. A lot. Um, but James kind of lays the foundation. And wait, wait, wait. Before before the
1: wonderful yeah. um, females of our audience get upset, we also recognize that mothers also do die in a lot of Disney films. They do. But you know what? Give us one day. It's our day. Don't be a parent. In
0: a, the moral of the story, don't be a parent in a Disney movie. You ain't going to make it out the first five minutes. That's just it. Yeah. That's just it. Look, I love James. The the thing I always love about Princess and the Frog, period. It just, it's a different kind of narrative. You know, Tiana is not a damsel in distress. She's not looking for something. James kind of gave her everything that she needed in life, like self-reliance, and there's like a work ethic that he instills. And again, as a girl dad, there's some like that's my soft spot, man. Like I want my daughter to be, you know this too. You raised Rory to be the same way. Strong, independent. You know, like everyone's always looking for love, but you know what? That's a cherry on top. And I I like the fact that James is like, you don't need no man. Your dreams are what you need. And I like that. I like that, man. I'm with you. Solid. All right. We are, Greg and I are going to disagree a little. So he might have an alternate three. I gave him this option. His wife told him he better not. He dare not replace this one. But but I'm going to, I'm going to say it. Look, three is here for me. I'm going to I'm just going to own it and I'm going to come right out and say you're not here for number 3 but I am. And number 3 is goofy from a goofy movie. And here's why. Here's why. For all the dads out there that specialize in embarrassing the living crap out of your kids, goofy's your kind of dad. Like let's face it, if you're not embarrassing your kids, again, are you really doing your job? I mean, and if you're not embarrassing your kids, step up your game. Dad jokes, dressing weird, Dads should not be cool. There's never anything that should be cool about dads. Cool dads, uh, like, uh, listen, you gotta, you gotta goof it up a little bit. Look I, here, and here's why we disagree. Greg does not want Goofy on there because he doesn't like the Goofy movie. Because I don't think it's about Goofy for Greg. It's more about Max. Listen, you and me, Greg, we don't think Max deserves Goofy sometimes. But look, here's why Goofy's on the list. He's holding it down as a single dad. And props to him. All he wants is like every dad. He just wants to connect with his teenage son. He wants to bond. Goofy goes to endless lengths to show Max that he's loved. And in the end, we learn that no matter how much you try to distance yourselves, the apple never falls far from the tree in many respects. Now, Greg, I know you're not a fan of the Goofy movie, so I have given you the option. You don't have to take it. You can give us a substitute for your number three because you don't like Max. You think he's a jerk to Goofy and that hurts your heart. So you are not down with that film.
1: I am not down with a Goofy movie in any way. Hey, whatever happened to Max's mom? Do we know?
0: You know, that is one of the great mysteries of the Disney community. It is something that I hear like it's a question I hear posed all the time. Who is the mom? Where is she? Like, what happened? Did she pass away? Was it like an up kind of situation where like there was an Ellie to his Goofy and she's no longer with us. I need to know Goofy movie. This is why
1: this Mark is why I love you. You went so positive on that. I went the exact reverse. I'm like, did she divorce him? Did she leave him? No, no one would leave. Goofy with goof. Like, could she not handle his goofiness? Now I listen, listen, I, I put Holly through a whole lot of stuff and I'm pretty darn goofy myself. But uh yeah, what happened to Max's mom?
0: So there has been so, ro- so romantic linkings between him and Clarabelle. I don't think it's Clarabelle. I don't even know if they're an official coupling. Wait, isn't Horace with Clarabelle? I don't know, man. I really oh. don't know. It's like we've got to get- Did we the, just
1: get into something really deep?
0: We've gotta get like this is like um some TMZ level gossip for the Disney <laughs> romantic community. Can we all go on Mari
1: and be like bring Max on and be
0: like <laughs> In, <laughs> the case of Max Goof, the <laughs> in the case of Max Goof, in the case of Max Goof, Clarabelle the Cow, you are not the mother. Ah! Oh!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I will interject and say uh, instead of Goofy being there. And yes, I love Goofy, but I I don't need to see him with Max ever again. Who Max would you have? Such Just a horrible kid. I would have Marlon. Dude. I have to put Marlin from Finding Nemo on there. I agree. Look, he is the first dad that goes on his own journey. I, I mean, yes, and he grows along the way, and he becomes a better person. He learns how to listen to Nemo, and he learns how to just be a better version of himself and yep. a better father. I think Marlin deserves the spot uh, instead of Goofy here.
0: I've told you this before, so Marlin is my spirit fish. He's my spirit animal. I understand Marlin. Take a human version of marlin and that's me i am albert brooks in my real life like that was remember last week i was talking about like the anxiety and like the the like oh, that was me like i was marlin like bella would like swim outside of the anemone and i'd be like don't do that you're like like that was me that was legitimately me so i can't if i can't disagree Marlin with
1: it. is your spirit fish yeah um can uh, a blob fish be my spirit fish
0: you, well you're my dory to be clear, it's not Linda. Linda, you are my Dory. You are my ADHD forgetful partner.
1: <laughs> I, I am Doug and Dory all in one person.
0: You, you really are. And you know what? I, I love you. I love you for that. All right. Who's at number two, man?
1: We, we are marching through the best Disney dads. We are on number two. Greg, tell me who we got. How do you not have a best Disney dads list without Mister Incredible? He can't do the new math, but there isn't much that Mr. Incredible wouldn't do to support his whole family. We love how real he is, where he wears his frustrations on his sleeves and shows that you sometimes, being a dad, seriously, isn't all about perfection. It's about the real moments that happen in our daily lives. And between the social media posts, Mr. Incredible puts in work and holds it down when Miss Incredible or Elastigirl enters the workforce, look, it's a new day and age. They have to go out and work. They have to support their whole family. He's not afraid to put on an apron, get his hands dirty. And we love how supportive he is to his wife and kids, no matter what the role is. Uh, Progressive and powerful is the thing. You go... Did you really write, you go, Mr. Incredible? Yeah, you go. You go, Mr. Incredible. You go. Mr. Incredible, you go. Yeah, you go
0: now. It's kind of like a you go girl, but like he's, you know, oh. he takes on that 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 housemaker role. Can
1: I say uh,
0: more power to you, Mr. Incredible? You know what? So seriously, all seriousness aside, he's a perfect partner, dude, because he's not afraid of like th- that swapping that role like and and saying, hey, like. I'm gonna be like Susie Homemaker, and I'm gonna bake the num num cookies, and I'm gonna help Jack Jack with new math, and I'm gonna make sure that Speaking Violet
1: switching roles. Yeah. I would switch roles and marry him.
0: Okay. <laughs> hey, ally! It's it's Pride Month, man. It's all good. It is. It's all good. I'm just
1: saying. Look, I, just it's a the man bl- here. Is it is
0: it the blonde thing or is it the mask? You like no, the mask. True. You're into the mask thing. It's the strength. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just want to be. Yeah, he looks like he could just hold you and just cuddle you in tight at, at nighttime. Just your incredible like, hold. I, me, he hold would me. be the big spoon, and I could be little spoon. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Welcome back, Greg.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Again, if you disagree with any of our dads, or if your Disney dad did not make the list, listen, shout at us over at Disney Podcast on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. This is it, man. The number one Disney dad, undisputed for you, undisputed for me number one remember was there a more Greg devastating moment than when we all lost Mufasa we all lost Mufasa he's kind of like a dad to all of us Disney kids and we had to lose him again during the live action adaptation and you know what just as painful but listen truth, truth be told Mufasa reinforces at the very heart of what it is to be a dad Which is, when we can no longer even be there, we're always going to remain. Remember who you are. Remember the lessons that have been passed on by dads across time. Mufasa is the epitome of being a Disney dad. Loving, supportive, protective, and again, to the extent that we would lay down our own lives to protect our families and our children, even when that comes at a great peril to self But there's a thing about being a Disney dad that as much as you try to like, and I I, I could say this as a, you know, a young man. I spent much of my life trying to fight my dad and trying to fight what my dad wanted me to become. And you know what? There's a lot of great stuff that I owe to my father and, you know, to my grandfather who I never even had a chance to meet. I never met my paternal grandfather. He passed away before I was even born. But to my grandfather, Mark, who I bear his namesake, Dads pass on that DNA and those lessons and, you know, whether it's Fajo or anyone on this list, all dads ever want to do is provide for their family and pass on a legacy and help their family become better versions of themselves. And that's Mufasa for me, man. So number one for me is Mufasa. Greg, anything that you have to say about
1: the Lion King? You have to put your past in your behind. (laughs) (laughs) Or as James Earl Jones would say, Mark, and so our journey comes to an end, but Uh yours continues on. Uh Grab hold of your dreams and make them come true, for you are the key to unlocking your own magic. Now go, let your dreams guide you, reach out, and find your happily ever after.
0: Uh, So have you seen The Lion King
1: staged No, and to be quite honest, Mm. uh, that is one of those that I really want to. I remember when that first came out, and they were shown the puppetry uh, interacting with the humans that were controlling them and acting at the same time, and was blown away by how much you don't notice the human, you just notice the animal or what the puppet is portraying. And it looks ingenious. It looks magical. Um, and I can't wait to see that. And uh, I'm sure that Mufasa part has got to be devastating live. It's amazing. But he
0: gets us. Uh, so Elton John and Tim Rice did an additional song for the stage version called He lives in you. And it's probably my favorite song like in, you know, adding on, but that's just amazing. Mufasa. Amazing. Amazing, man. Mufasa. Number one. All right, Greg, that's it for the main attraction, but listen, we're going to take a quick break. I want to get a cup of coffee and recaffeinate. But don't fret, we'll be back with more Disney Parks. And of course, we're going to play this week's Disney's College Knowledge. So don't go anywhere, my friends. We'll be right back with more Disney podcast in just a minute. Is Disney World home to you? Realtor Victor Naraki can help make it a reality. Realtor Victor Naraki specializes in making your Disney home dreams come true. Second homes, investment home, retirement, relocation, With Victor's input, he will show you the home opportunities that you don't get to see as a tourist. Imagine being at the park in minutes, walking around the World Showcase for daily exercise, watching the fireworks in your own backyard, or having Disney Springs as your local mall. Have you ever heard of Windermere, Winter Garden, Horizon West, Dr. Phillips, Claremont, Lake Nona, or Disney's own Celebration and Golden Oak? Victor can introduce you to these communities which are just minutes to the magic Stop imagining a Disney life and start living your dream today Call Victor at 407-340-9375 And don't forget to mention that you heard all about Victor here on Shipping Company Podcast Network Head over to DisneyAtYourDoorstep.com and start living your magical life today
1: Mark, it's time once again to spin the segment, Randomizer. This is where I come up with a new segment every week. This week's Randomizer will be all about Disney dads who are not actually dads. So, Mark, today I will give you a list of six Disney father figures, okay? Okay. And I want you to rank these father figures. Oh. And and maybe explain a little bit on why they would be considered father figures because they don't have children of their own. Okay, do I need a so,
0: pen? Do I need You a need pen? a pen.
1: Do you have a pen?
0: Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm so unprepared. I'm so unprepared okay, for this. Okay, All right, okay. I'm good. Let's, I'm good.
1: You're good. All right, here is the list. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have from Pinocchio, Geppetto. He's a dad. He's a dad, by the way. Okay, we'll, we'll keep uh, going. We have to go with Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, <laughs> I hate you already. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Carl from Pixar's... Up. Oh, my God. What is wrong oh, I you? got more. I got more, my friend. Uh, Merlin from Sword in the Stone. He is the father figure for King Arthur yeah, yeah. in that one. Yep. I get it. Um, Soli. How do you not have Soli as a father figure to Boo and even to Mike Wazowski? Okay. And then finally, we have Baloo from Disney's Jungle Book. Oh, All father figures.
0: Oh, we, yeah. oh, we, oh, yeah. is it like tailspin?
1: Yes, sure.
0: <laughs> All right. So here's my, here's my official ranking. All right. So first and foremost, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with blue first. So blue's going to lead the way, um, a mentor, great mentor, great friend. Uh, I don't know how much skin he had in the game. Like if, if Mowgli doesn't make it through the jungle, you know, I think Blue would be mad for or upset and hurt for about like maybe maybe three weeks. And then you just go back to like the bare necessities, man. He, he's pretty chill. You know, he's pretty stoic about stuff. And uh, I do think he cared about Mowgli. I think Mowgli like changed him for good. Uh, but I don't know if Blue was invested, man. I don't know how much time Blue really put in. So he's
1: also a bear
0: you know he is he's also a bear all right so uh number five merlin again you know really really cool father figure um we know that merlin from every account merlin's not there for the long haul man you know merlin's there for a brief period he sets up king arthur on his direction he's a great mentor he kind of stewards him through some of the the stuff that merlin's uh you know that that arthur's going through early on But Merlin's the guy, like, he doesn't really see the promised land, you know? I mean, there's so many accounts, and there's so many versions of this. Just going off of Disney's version, I mean, we obviously don't get to see the end of the story. It's a very young King Arthur. Uh, But I I do like the tale of Merlin. Um, In some accounts, you know, Merlin can become a very controversial figure Mm -hmm. uh, in his own right. So, being a historian and knowing the, the legend of King Arthur it's hard for me to not filter in those other retellings of it. So it's going to knock him down a notch to, uh, to five. All right. Wow.
1: You went dark on that.
0: I did. Sorry. (laughs) All right. Number four, it pulls at the heartstrings. Uh, but the same thing between Sully and boo, um, Sully's got a lot going on for him outside of just him taking care of boo. And he does like, he, he sees boo through, you know, the, like the, the, the threat and, uh, you know, he, he kind of, he definitely loves boo He leaves him forever changed. Uh, he has a huge paradigm shift when he realizes like what scaring these kids does. And when he sees the picture of him scaring boo, you know, it really does change him. So he's going to be number four for that. Cause I think like, like our kids change us the minute that you have a kid, like nothing's ever the same. So, you know, Sully gets a little higher on this list because, Boo leaves an indelible mark on his life and his trajectory. And for that reason, like he gets it. He gets what it means to be a dad. So he's gonna get really high on this list. Uh Carl's gonna be. Nope, I'm saving Carl. Uh Geppetto, my boy, my boy. And here's why Geppetto's gonna fall down to number three. I was gonna put <laughs> Geppetto higher, but Geppetto's gonna fall down, and, and I'm sorry, Tom Hanks. Creepy Geppetto. <laughs> <me>. Really creepy. <laughs> it's me. I'm a Geppetto. I'm a- Um, Tom Hanks was a little listen, and the animated Geppetto is a lot more lovable than whatever the hell was in that live action. They were both bad, bad trips. I know. And I love me some Tom Hanks, man. Like, I think he's like one of the seminal actors of this, this decade and and previous decades. But I mean, I don't know. Is he out for a paycheck at this point or like, what was that? Like, seriously, what was that? And for that reason and that reason alone, like he's going to bring Geppetto down to number three. But there's just something, like, there's just something wholesome and lovable about Geppetto. Like, again, he's doing it alone, right? I mean, he's lonely, he's lost. Uh, You know, there's, like, that really lovely backstory where, you know, you're led to believe that he had a real son at one point, and he's probably experienced some trauma in his life, and uh, he's obviously lost his wife, uh, lost his real son, and so... He about just, time a kid died in the movie instead of the adult. Yeah, like, <laughs> he just, like, <laughs> all he wa- all he wants is that piece of his heart to be whole again, and so Pinocchio kind of fills that. I did like, here's the one thing I really did like about the remake, the live action. It didn't matter if Pinocchio became a quote-unquote real boy. That's not what Geppetto needed to to be made whole again. Like, he he found love regardless. And, of course, I hate that they kind of, like, chickened out on it and it's like you know it, whether he was real or not is like we don't know yeah you do know he became a real boy the blue
1: fairy <laughs> made him a real boy yes like you You know that. Simple that. Simple what i that. loved about the new remake what drew carey wasn't in it
0: drew carey <laughs> <laughs> wait what, is he an avatar though uh,
1: uh yeah he does the quiz show for avatar that's true that's very true
0: all right so we have a choice between carl and ralph wow wow two of my absolute favorites Carl's going to fall to number two. Um, again, again, Carl, the reason that Carl's going to fall to number two for me is for the sole reason of, I think he's very much like Geppetto. He's obviously, he's had a lot of loss. Him and Ellie always dreamed of having a family together, moving to paradise falls. So, you know, Carl becomes kind of a dad much later in life than he expected. Again, kind of like Geppetto. And he, doesn't really want this unlike geppetto he doesn't really want it it's really thrust upon him when you know he just shows up at the at the doorstep uh but you know carl like a lot of people like has the realization of like when a kid enters your life like everything changes and you know carl's gonna be forever changed because of his relationship and uh i kind of dig that but again i think it's more about carl and doug than it is about um you know, about anything else. I think it's about Carl and Doug. So yeah, that's why Carl's at number two. I cry. Number one, I cry every time in Ralph breaks the internet when he has to say goodbye to Vanellope. Like I can't do it, man. I cannot do it. Um, as a dad, we all have to prepare for that inevitable moment where we have to say goodbye to the munchkin and she's no longer a munchkin. She's a woman. And she's got her whole life laid out before her and like, you'll always be dad. Like dad and daddy is a title that like you have to, you have to lose, right? You have to actively work to lose that. Um, but when he says goodbye to vanilla like, yeah, it's not, it's not a pure father daughter relationship, but um, he has to say goodbye to her and he has to let her go. And he has to now go and, and, say goodbye in his own way um so that's something that resonates with dad so for that reason man like ralph is not a pure dad but he has to understand something that all dads have to for girl dad is that like eventually there's a walk down the aisle or there's just a, you know even if there is no walk down the aisle there's a moment where you have to let go of her hand and let her go off on her own and do her own thing and find her own way and it's a beautiful part of life uh, and it's something that every dad's going to have to come to terms with And I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready, <laughs> Greg.
1: I couldn't have said it better myself. Listen, we are both Disney dads and we both know that love of being in the parks or watching these movies from the time that they're little kids all the way up till when you could finally see them start recognizing and uh, realizing what the movie truly is about and watch them grow up and become better human beings. And we hope that we leave our next generation better off than what we had it growing up and better mental health, better financially, better everything. And when that loss happens, it sums serious so i just wanted to say that but mark that is it for today's randomizer let's move on my friend all right this is it so we are going to wrap up to the today's show with disney's college and
0: knowledge where we challenge not first takes where we challenge the listeners to see what they know about the walt disney company and its theme parks again message your answers to this week's trivia question to at podcast on instagram on the last podcast we asked what is the fastest ride in Disneyland Park? Disneyland Park. We stumped a lot of people with this one because they were they were over at DCA. Um, but Greg, shout out to you! You got to play and you knew the answer was Big Thunder Mountain. Now, technically, I did get to play, and now I'm a winner, Mark. I
1: am a winner. You are the winner. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you. I want to thank everybody else around the Dislike podcast. Uh, I want to thank myself for not being there. Uh, I want to thank Holly for being sick. So I could, no, I don't. I'm kidding on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And it was, listen, it was also a little bit of a trick question because technically, It was Splash Mountain, but now that's closed. But it will once again become Tiana's Bayou Adventure when that opens, assuming they don't make a change to the drop, which we don't anticipate. But because Big Thunder Mountain is really like the only one that's there by default, that's what it is, man. So you get a gold star. I stumped a lot of people with that one.
1: Uh, Greg, what do we have this week? For Disney's
0: Since College of Knowledge.
1: We are talking. Okay, well, hey, maybe I won't talk over you this time when we start. So let's start this, Mark. Since we are talking about Disney dads, our college of knowledge question comes to us from Pixar's Brave. And that is, what is the name? What is the name of Merida's father in the film Brave? That's hard. That's actually hard. And I challenge well, people to to not Google
0: that, you, you're, listen, you're always welcome to Google them if you want, but that's a hard one, right? Let
1: us know your answer by messaging us on Instagram at DizLifePodcast. <laughs> hey, Greg. Who's Since you? we're talking about <laughs> Disney Dads, Mark, our College of Knowledge question comes to us from Pixar's Brave. There you go. Beth what Monica. is the name of Meredith's father in the film? Let go. us know your answers by messaging us on Instagram at Dislife Life podcast.
0: Technically speaking, you didn't screw it up, but you just were like, "Man, what do
1: I do? What do I do with what do I do with this?" I, 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 think you were going to ask me a question. I was just like, "I'm just going for it." Yeah.
0: All right, that'll do it, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Disney Life podcast. As always, we want to thank you for being a part of our Disney lives here. Don't forget, join us this week for more incredible Disney news and content. Greg is back, so we've got five podcasts again. Uh, and as always, Greg, we hope that the rest of this week is filled with faith trust and pixie dust go ahead greg take it away
1: remember who you are
0: this life podcast is brought to you by the happiness is addictive collection happiness is addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide they love bringing their global community together through optimism cheer hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Dislife Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family don't forget to use promo code dislife15 to take an extra 15 percent off what are you waiting for head over to etsy and start getting happy today follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive